1: Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber and me, Carl Quintanilla on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning, welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Stocks taking aim at a two month high near the best closing levels of the year. As Goldman, B of A, J and j roll in, Europe's near a 14-month high as China's eco data is stronger than expected. More chatter about global economic resilience. Our robot begins with a mixed picture for the banks, though. B of A tops estimates. Goldman does deliver this revenue miss dragged down by its Marcus loans.
0: Plus Elon Musk's AI warning saying it has, quote, the potential of civilization destruction. And Apple's big push for a new generation of iPhone users, beginning in India today with its first store opening in that country.
1: Let's begin, though, with market reaction to the earnings from B of A and Goldman. Jim, is it as ugly a beat on Goldman as they say?
2: No, it's not. Uh, look, it's a $66 million revenue miss when you back out. I and mean, it's just these really difficult provision you have to take for the Marcus loans versus selling the loans. That's a their smaller investor loan package. And that some people are saying, listen, they're fixed income, they're trading, uh, not is very big letdown. No, no. Last year at this time, they had the best single quarter in history. So you're up against very difficult compare. This is actually a top decile quarter from when they've come public for FIC.
0: Look, did, did they blow the revenues away? Absolutely not. Did they miss by as much as people are saying? No. Although uh, fixed income currency and commodities was down 17%.
2: Yeah, but that's against the huge quarter.
0: It the best is, but it was still it was still down more than any of the analysts who follow the company had anticipated. It but, was still down more certainly than JP Morgan saw or JP, any of its peers, you know. Jim. Remember, this and is it's not, it's impact, not being though. taken as a positive. I'll tell you no, that. No,
2: no, I'm just saying that, look, the stock's going to be down a lot today. Is it going to stop well, down 12? I don't know. I'm just saying that Goldman, this was a not a great quarter for Goldman, in part because of the way Goldman's built as a company. It's not a nim bank. It's not, you know, looking at that interest income. Was wealth management what I like? I mean, every little line was a little, it was not great. It's just that this stock's going to be down maybe 15. And I'm interested in at that level. Why is that? Sorry, Carl. Well, I'm interested because I just don't think. Okay, I'll tell you why. And this is apropos of where I feel about some stuff I'm going to say about uh, Brian Moynihan. I just don't think you could have as bad a quarter for the businesses that Goldman has than they had this one. I just think there's investment advisory, M&A, IPO, are really it's what I think are, what I'm just going to say are cycle lows. I think they're cycle lows. And if you think that, then Goldman's kind of
1: interesting down yeah. 15. Uh, I'd be down 26. Um, That's a lot. operating expenses up nine when your revenues down five. The efficiency
2: ratio is not good, but because the, the revenues are lower than they should be, and that that they have some room there. By the way, look if you want efficiency ratio, the one the one that you should be looking at is watch how Wells' efficiency ratio, which I like efficiency ratio as a way to view these banks. Wells' efficiency ratio is so inflecting, it's perfect. I love that. Really?
1: Faster yeah. than cities? Yes. Wells is
2: really, I mean, Wells, did, uh, Charlie Sharp did a big they had a big bond offering last night. You know, he's getting a little bit above the, the 10.
0: Yeah. But uh, Wells, was, Wells is good, man. No, I know. You You came out of the quarter saying it was good. The market kind of disagreed well, then, with you The market bit.
2: then yesterday lapped my view up like a, it you did. know, like a laboratory retriever. And we'll see whether whether
0: over the next few days Goldman sort of reverses the way you think it may. Oh, but right now, 15. listen, people don't like the comp ratio either, saying it was a little, the comp was ratio no, was a little higher. There nothing that was great. No, nothing was great. Nothing uh, was great. And then you're trying to, to your point, you're trying to figure out what the, you know, they had, they had their reserve release because they did. I bought that. Because they did sell that significant portion of loans they made on the right. Marcus portfolio. Sold them uh, on the Marcus platform. Well, they, Remember, they
2: sold the loans for much better than people thought.
0: Right. They're not going to get any credit for that because
3: right. who the heck
2: cares. That's not why you buy Goldman Sachs. But I'm just saying that if you think that there's going
0: to be more M&A, if you think there's going to be more, you know, maybe an IPO. And if you think capital markets are going to start to come back, right. Right, that's then all. you may want to own, own Goldman.
2: Thank you. And that, you know, I'm saying down 15. That's not me saying that. That's just the No, thesis. I'm saying down 15 if you think that. That's why you would buy it. Look, if you want a great bank, I can give you Bank of America, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan. I'll even give you Citi. I got a lot of banks I want to buy. <laughs> Those are a lot of good ones.
0: Those okay. are big ones. Well, you want to talk about B of A then a little yeah. bit? Or? B
1: of uh, A, double beat. Uh, Consumers spend up nine year on year. Uh, they do see credit card delinquencies returning to Q419 levels. And Brian Moynihan talked about consumer access to credit on the call.
2: After slowing the back half of 22 a bit, we saw the pavement, pace of payments pick back up in quarter one, especially in the latter parts of the quarter.
3: Consumers' financial positions remains generally healthy. They're employed with generally higher wages, continue to have strong account balances, and uh, have good access to credit.
1: Now, there you did have the best FIC in about 10 years. Well, then I said everyone
2: squawked in the shimmy through my nose with them. Uh, I thought this was by one hand's best quarter ever.
0: Best quarter ever.
2: Yeah, I do. Why? Well, because every single line was good versus what I thought they could do. But we have 50, you know, you know that their, you know that their loans losses is a 53-year low? No, I did and not that's know why that. And that's why I'm saying it's best. Because here you got, well, one, you could say them, they're the largest or J.P. Morgan's the largest, J.P. Morgan's the largest, but
0: consumer bank right. with a 53-year low, In loan losses. Uh, Well, to to that that point, uh, the CFO on the call, uh, which is is ongoing, he's cool. um, Talking about real estate, commercial real estate, as our viewers know, of course, that has been a a, a continues to be and will be a focus for many investors, uh, given expected losses. He said we had a total of sixty six million of commercial real estate losses in two (coughs) thousand and twenty two. 70% 70% of that was in office loans. I mean, that's, that that's very so small. small. How much do they have? $73 billion in commercial real Kids, estate loans outstanding. You're on board. So less You're than 7% board. of their loan book. It's highly diversified by geography. No part of the country represents more than 22% of the book. And they said in the first quarter, to get some perspective, our office loan losses were $15 million. Doesn't mean they aren't going to pick no, up, because com- they will. But let's kick down commercial real estate, best. Uh,
2: mortgage portfolio for houses. Um, beautiful shape, beautiful shape. Uh, car sales, car loans,
0: fantastic.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, the credit card, extraordinary. What, what am I going to do? I, you know, know, I, 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 I can't poke holes. You it. know,
0: Goldman had an impairment of $355 million related to consolidated real estate investments. Well, that I mean, seems to be a old, bit of a concern a as well.
2: They had a 17 year portfolio, right? Your portfolio built, it's been on their books for 17 years, and some of the stuff is in development, didn't work. So okay. they're cleaning up. That business, too. It should never have been on their balance sheet. I don't know why it was on their balance sheet. It'll be off their balance sheet. You're going to get a very clean Goldman Sachs after we have this kind of hard rain that's going to fall. Dylan. Exactly. Nice.
1: Uh, BNY Mellon, uh, better than State Street might have led you to believe. Yeah.
2: Uh, BNY Mellon did not, I mean, I know this sounds like ridiculous, but not as bad as I thought. (laughs) Yeah. There you go.
1: Revenue up 11. Hey, we're not that bad. Average deposits down three.
2: But yesterday we saw like states, some of these banks, they're just not, they're not built for this market either.
0: Right. Because they have the tremendous outflows.
2: Were you guys on the Schwab call?
0: Um, I, did, I did read the Schwab call. Was that not? I mean, it was taking place yesterday during our show. It didn't get it. enough press. No one's talking about it. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, you should. I I, I felt like we didn't spend enough time on it yesterday.
2: This was the most combative call after every single positive. They then talked about an article that was put, a journalist that got it wrong, a firm that planted this, a competitor that did that. It was either the most paranoid, psychotic call in history or everyone was really out to get Schwab. And I'm beginning to think that everyone was out to get him. You
1: you did, I think you tweeted that it was important for the Bears. Well, because, I mean, when you go through it,
2: it it's like, and this was wrong, and this was wrong, and our competitor put this out, and this was wrong, and I don't know how they could have gotten this. And it was a litany of basically a raid. People raided Schwab.
0: That's their view. Their view. No,
2: I'm telling you. They were under attack
0: from their competitors, and they were spreading Lies. But I felt at the end, first I said, boy, these guys are paranoid. By the end of it, I said, no, it's true. Well, listen, uh, you know, on these kinds of things, it is important to fight back. I um, thought it was great the way they fought back. And I liked every you – know, look, did they have – so then, of course, the bears made said, No,
2: they had deposit alpha. That was not the point. The no. point was that everyone felt that they had the wrong duration risk. It wasn't even that bad. Everyone felt that they were just reckless in the way that they handled all the deposits. They weren't at all. Uh, everyone thought that the bank, the small bank, could bring the big company down. They had a huge amount of money in. All I can tell you is, is that if you're a believer that this raid period is over, and I think a bunch of the CEOs think it's over – that one is
0: is a coiled spring. It has not. It has it's not recovered sprint. from it the hasn't. declines that took place in early March. Uh, I, but, but, any, and, right, but anybody buys, you and must read the. And it didn't It didn't really move yesterday either.
2: After but, all that. No, and the call was like, listen. Here's all the lie, the lies that have been told but, about. But
0: me. Jim, there is still a lot of concern about their earnings power. Once again, to come back to that, their ability to really. True, but the, growth. We had an analyst on later in the show yesterday who was talking about that. Well, well. They, don't, they don't have the earnings power right now, but this acquisition that they made,
2: you know, they got Which the Ameritrade business. Oh, the Ameritrade. I think By the can way, can really it comes rationalize to, that. When it comes to the deposit guys, business. given
0: we were so focused on it, we obviously saw J.P. Morgan take in more than would have been anticipated in any other right. period, given the tumult that took place in early March. But uh, B of A h- holding steady at about $1.9 1.9
2: um, trillion. Think
0: about it, that. I know it, the number is staggering, um, but Jim, it didn't. Took it took in a half trillion. Since it didn't take in the kind of money that J.P. Morgan did. No, I nobody. mean it really did go to J.P.
2: Morgan. Those it, it might as well be. It might as well be 1906. Okay.
0: Um, but yeah, B of A 1.9 when trillion in deposits. That's
2: one institution. Yeah. yeah J.P. Uh, Junior Morgan was a brilliant man.
1: We'll wrap up more of the banks later on. In the meantime, we have a much-anticipated major courtroom showdown. Uh, Dominion's $1.6 billion defamation trial against Fox News set to get underway after a one-day delay. Our Eamon Javers is outside Delaware Superior Court in Wilmington with the latest. Morning, Eamon.
3: Good morning, Carl. This is the day one of what we expect to be a five or six weeks trial that will shape the legacy of Rupert Murdoch, one of the most powerful media moguls of our era, whose conservative TV media empire has been badly damaged by revelations in this case so far, and who faces the prospect of paying more than a billion dollars in damages if this case goes wrong. After a one-day delay, we're now set to get underway here at 9 a.m. on the seventh floor of Superior Court in Delaware, where a team of five, Fox attorneys just walked in, they've faced a series of adverse rulings from the judge who said it's crystal clear that none of the 20 disputed statements on Fox about election fraud at Dominion were true. And the fox legal team has also been forced to apologize for failing to provide accurate information about rupert murdoch's exact role at fox an apology the judge said last night that he will accept and he considers the matter closed now fox shares were up a bit on the day yesterday as investors may have been heartened by the idea that was swirling around out there that there might be a deal to avoid a lengthy trial Looks like that didn't happen. So far, the case has revealed damaging internal Fox emails and communications that appear to reveal how Rupert Murdoch himself was struggling to chart a path through the post election period for Fox News, dealing with Trump's defeat on the one hand and managing a Fox audience that just didn't want to hear the bad news about their preferred candidate. On the other hand, on December 7th, 2020, Murdoch emailed Fox News Media CEO Suzanne Scott saying increasingly questionable rhetoric from former President Trump was, quote, making it harder to straddle the issue. We should talk through this, he wrote. Very difficult. And today, Fox is beginning another very difficult period, hoping now that Dominion fails to persuade a jury here that the network acted with actual malice against them. I'm told Dominion lawyers will lay out their exact rationale for the company's claim of $1.6 billion in damages during their opening arguments later this morning. Back to you guys from a very windy Wilmington, Delaware. Carl? Heyman, appreciate
1: that. Of course, uh, no audio, actually no video, no camera right. so we'll be relying on a lot of reporting from within. That's right. Um, there's the, there's the questions about Murdoch's legacy, right. uh, the operating model there, and then uh, libel law, the future of libel law.
2: I, I, look, the people who watch Fox, I think are not gonna be impacted, but I think people have to understand that the standard is so high here, which is basically, David, you actually just, the standard is that you knew and you deliberately lied. Yeah, it's gotta be malice. Right, but I'm saying that if, they, if Dominion wins, the standard is so difficult to ever meet that you really had to be out of your mind line, is what I'm saying. Right. Well, that's actual what the jury malice. is going
0: to be deciding because, every, because the judge has already made a lot of those decisions, right. Carl, as Eamon as indicated. Right. But it's up to the jury to decide that very point. But, like Almost nobody can ever prove actual malice.
2: It's almost
1: impossible. Even with the email chain or text chain well, no, that we I'm have,
2: that if you see that Fox loses this, yep. it's so egregious that you should even be willing to go on another network and say bad things about Fox and not fear about what they're going to say about you tonight. And that's where I am. I don't play for dinner, and I cannot believe this. I cannot. I mean, honestly, people, you got to understand. I've been writing. For, I've been a professional journalist for 50 years. <laughs> I've never seen more actual malice than those emails. Do you know how hard it is to get that through? Do you know what kind of chain of command you must have to be able to lie with that level of impunity and think that it's good? Logan?
0: <laughs> Logan is... Even
2: Kendall would never do this. Never. Maybe Roman. Never. I mean, must I say. You, I mean, I've been in, I worked for Fox for a couple years. Yes. I got sued. It was fabulous. And, you know, there like, was with the great Roger Ailes, late Roger Ailes. I, I, I think he would not have been to this. I just don't think he would have gone there.
0: Really? And I got sued by him, and we had a fabulously horrible relationship. I don't think you did When I started at CNBC, Roger Ailes, three weeks later, was the started at CNBC. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, you brought, brought him in? While. I didn't have I anything know. to do <laughs> <All I> with <was, laughs> it. I was a 29-year-old who knew nothing. I
2: got, you know, they lost, whatever. I don't, But I, this is such, people, no one will understand. It's just a polarized world. The sure. people who are back with Fox do not realize that this standard, is almost impossible to me. You have to be so wrong and so bad and so ingrained.
1: We're we're gonna watch, obviously, huge development, uh, one of the most important media trials in many years. A lot of other media news, including uh, Disney and Netflix and our own parent Comcast today. We'll talk about AI, Elon Musk's take on the risks, and this uh, double upgrade for NVIDIA over at HSBC. Take a look at futures here. We'll see if we can get close to the high close of the year, 4179. Back in a moment.
4: I'm going to start something which uh, you could call Truth GBT or uh, a maximum truth-seeking
1: AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe and I think this, this might be the best path to safety in the sense that uh, an AI that cares about understanding the universe uh, it is unlikely to annihilate humans because we are an interesting part of the universe, uh, hopefully. See Elon Musk last night on Fox with Tucker Carlson talking about AI, saying he plans to create an alternative to ChatGPT GPT called Truth uh, GPT. Jim, wow. he says um, it's more dangerous in aggregate than bad aircraft, badly designed cars. Well, I think it's,
2: yes. I think anyone would say that in the wrong
0: hands, this is incredibly dangerous because it could be the end of dissent. You could just. It's more than in the wrong hands. It's even in the right hands. Because there's a competition going on to continue to make AI and it will become more and more powerful. These large language models will only continue to grow and um, the data available to them, the computing computing power and everything else. I mean, Musk, listen, I agree with him on this. You guys know that. Well, yeah, because he's he's been the most concerned, right? He dropped out of OpenAI a few years ago after being one of the founders of it. He's the most concerned. And I mean, that last word, hopefully. Look, I, I wanted to see if I could do one of these, set
2: up what he's doing. So I enter into ChatGPT with, with Jeff Marks. Jeff Marks does it, my colleague. How much would it cost for me to set up a, an AI factory like this uh, using the H100, <laughs> which are the $20,000, okay? Those are the chips that cost so much uh, that NVIDIA makes. And it came back. And the data stopped in September 2021. First, it gave me an answer, and it told me how much, and it was huge. And then it corrected itself and said,
0: look, I'm sorry, I don't have the current data.
2: So, I mean, I think that our reliance on this thing is beginning to be overblown. Well, uh, the data overblown. set
0: does, if you go to it, you, you're not going to get much about 2022 in there. Well, no, but, it's 2021 is sort of where well, that yeah, data like, what, set ended. The world ended. stood still after that? Oh, of I mean, course not. Of course My not. But is. it can still be very helpful with a lot of different things. No, it is. It's just Many. That
2: I, I am the, I'm getting pushback from people saying, Jim, you think that this is just going to be slotted in, it's just not going to happen as fast. So maybe that gives the muscle of the world a chance to catch their breath. This thing is not just
0: elect May. He's got a different approach, as he says, in terms of truth than he what believes. Is he, what is he worried about? That that what that we'll have a. It's someone that no, Gerber's, he's, Gerber's he's, no, it over. He's what worried he? about the big, the big, the big thing. That the human species will be eradicated by, okay, a, well, by an right. AI that gains consciousness and is Right. You can't smarter. shut it off.
1: Uh, and, and, Tucker actually says, and, you mean you won't be able to shut it off? And well but then that's, yeah. that's Sky
0: Skynet. I mean yeah, it is, it is, and we spent sense. a lot of time on it. We've had plenty of guests who say we're way too focused on that. That's nowhere near where we are right now. That may very well be the case. Okay, well have a Musk had, is not bad at sort of Thinking about things oh, now into you're the on future. The side, terrific. I go back and forth. Yes, yes I disagree with him maturing, occasionally. You're, you're arbitrary, mercurial. No, I'm Good not. Memory. I tend to just listen to him. I've, I've always respected about, him from medicine? the point of Rob, view of a businessman. I, Mr. Davis from uh, Merck last night. Talk, Mitch
2: McKenna, talking about up uh, from me, this that this could be the way we could, we might we're going to cure a lot of
0: cancers yeah. with yeah. meanwhile you didn't take it here this is where you should have taken it i was saving that for I'm my surprised stop- nvidia we had we had a bet dash. going how
1: long it would take
0: to Jim, I you totally I missed it
1: i
2: deliberately
0: you kept totally back. missed nvidia like oh. what's wrong with you all no. it is when your brain is usually ai
1: nvidia ai nvidia
2: well I just you went off to, i was trying to channel it into something more valuable <laughs> all right
1: We're going to get uh, Kramer's Mad Dash in a minute, and we'll talk about this double upgrade for NVIDIA over at HSBC. Some pretty astounding uh, revenue projections. Take a look at futures as uh, we uh, kick off the second uh, trading day of the week. Don't go away.
4: From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway,
1: Got some pretty powerful uh, Chinese eco data last night. Q1 GDP 4.5, looking for four. Uh, Retail sales up 10.6. We were looking for seven. Uh, With that, you see some yields climbing around the world, including our own 10-year, almost back to 3.6. Opening bell coming up in four and a half minutes.
0: Welcome back. Let's get to a mad dash. You know, we talked AI in the last block of our show, but he didn't mention NVIDIA. Somehow I think you will get to it now. I am going to do something a little unexpected, because
2: that's the nature of us. Remember, we want people to say, what did he say? Logan's final speech. Um, when you have a guy who capitulates from sell to buy, I will grant you that it's more logical, as Ben Stoto, my colleague, would say from their money, that this is a top. And yes. this was just some real bad thinking by a man who. It's just because disruptive technology—the most disruptive technology in the world—is Nvidia, and he had a sell on it. But his, what I was find shocking is he's using revenue growth that they're not going to make.
0: It's that high. Yeah. Well, he's don't. assuming price of the the price of the chips they're providing for AI is skyrocketing. Yes, to get, uh, I'm trying to get a list price, right now they're
2: saying it's $20,000 per card for the H100, and you need a massive number of cards to do what Musk is doing, or what what any of these guys are doing with this stuff. And everybody, Microsoft must be buying, I don't know how many of them have a deal. Yeah, but what I don't like about this piece, David, is he's shocked about the pricing power. Why? I mean, you can figure out the pricing power. There's like a listed price on pricing power. So what really happened here was he was he was thinking that data center is frankly he had a technology. He was thinking that data center was slowing, so you don't want to be in the stock, and that's true. Okay. So what I'm saying is two things. One is that his premise was right: the data center was slowing. And the second is is that no one realized that they'd be able to have the kind of pricing power they have in the H100. After the, the, our government said they couldn't sell them to the Chinese.
1: Now, he literally says we were shocked at the pricing power. Cool. But he's talking about $16 billion in incremental revenue in the next two years. Yes, he,
2: he's just using 50 he's using a $52 billion number when people think this would be $40 billion out two years from now. Wow. So, well, he, he really did reverse yeah, that he from did. a sell to like I, I don't know what having a number be. that's well above the street. But what the company's told me is this uh, if you want an H100, there's a substantial number of people before you, and we don't know if we can get to you. Meaning that, frankly, there's just the supply and demand ratio is insane. But remember, they're the designer. It's Taiwan
0: Semi that makes it. But your point's an important one, because you know who does have a lot of H100s for his AI? Musk, yes, Musk. Yeah, I know, yeah. No, that's
2: why I'm saying, that's when I asked ChatGPT, could I be like Musk? That was already wrong, because that's like, are you kidding me, it was laughing at me. She was like, oh, this idiot. Um, but the fact is, is that, yes, you need a lot of H100. You need the power of the H100. And that's why it works. And I remember, like, remember when I said that I went to NVIDIA and I he said, go ahead, Jensen Wong said, go ahead, ask him. Ask him whatever you want for painting. I said, I want a Cezanne yes. Seascape, but she never did. And boom, it like, designed what Cezanne might have done. I, I, too, thought it was a parlor game. Until I realized the second time and the third time, and no one was paying any attention until this chat GPT. Right. He had it for years. He did. He had it two years ago. We had You could say silly things to it. And now you can say, like, okay, how many people do I really need to do copywriting at my ad agency? Seven.
1: Or, um, as Apollo mentioned last night, the white, new white paper about whether or not you can use it to beat the stock market.
2: I know. I mean, I, I think that, well, there's probably a lot of companies that are going to try to do that. I, I think that I'd like to see how it does with yeah, I'm not With sure. With betting,
0: there was an, another piece out about a month ago that I read that said it was good at, it was better at creating a diversified portfolio, not about picking, picking. but simply picking. about the actual diversity. Well, that makes sense. Than, than, is typical than a typical. Because yeah, the SIC code, the codes are not as good. It can do better. But, but it's very much but, unclear whether it would be successful in actually but picking here's stocks. At least at this point. You, you, you know, young, there's you a know young people. There's. Kind of an age
2: thing, going. But you know, I don't know a young person who would send a resume out without running it through ChatGPT. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you're supposed to do it now, and that people who get resumes will look at it and know, wow, didn't they know anything about ChatGPT? And it's an extraordinary thing how the younger people' adoption of this thing. It's now it's for lower level things, but I think that what's happened is that they are trying, they're going to, it's going to come from bottom up. And I know Bank of America feels the same way. You hire these young people, and they're gonna tell you how to use it more than you know how to use it. You're actually getting this from CEOs here. We have to hire younger people who know how to use this. From three different See CEOs of major companies. Look, we're gonna get young people in, and we're gonna figure out what to do. As opposed to them, because this is a generational thing like you've never seen, David. Like you've never seen. Well,
0: True. I mean, I'm trying to use it regularly just to sort of get a sense for it, right? You are. You know, at least I'm yeah, but
2: not like that. I mean, they're like in this formative stage of their life. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do in life. And you, if you wanted to be a writer or a copywriter or be anything skill set that might involve uh, trying to explain things to people, I think that you may think maybe I there's going to be no job for me because the machine can do it better than I can. Explaining things to people, I, that's hitting close to home. Well, that's hmm. who we're really... Have you ever read any of the stories that come out within one minute? Of you ever see the stories that come out within one minute about a company's earnings, and like they're like eighty percent right? That's not and they're bad. Happy. Wow, mine eighty percent right was that a cancer test survivability.
0: I don't know where we are, but that sounds pretty no, good to no, me. But I'm saying that they have a,
2: that you see stories. Everyone at home should realize that when you see a story about a complicated Goldman Sachs quarter and it really says that it's a horrible quarter and then ticks down Why? That's just GP, that's that's artificial intelligence, yep. not yep. a person.
1: Speaking of earnings, uh, we got to Goldman and B of A. G&J though, one of the worst performing down names of the moment, despite Jim, this raised guidance uh, where they do take their sales number up from four to five.
2: It's really hard to believe. Uh, I, I thought it was an excellent quarter. Uh, Medtech was really good, consumer was really good. Uh, I just the the story is is that people feel it's been boosted by co by, by the COVID vaccine. I disagree with that. I, the only thing you should be worried with this company is whether the, the the agreement with the plaintiffs' lawyers about talc and cancer gets approved and is a prepackaged bankruptcy of a little division of this division. That's the only thing to worry. I'm a buyer of J&J right here. Trust owns it and I'm a buyer.
1: Uh, uh, LMT. Uh- I think that's at least a one-year high here. Jim, is they they're doing have so double
2: good. beat? They affirmed the guidance on Take the Techlet is just terrific. Uh, there were some companies, that, some brokers that downgraded the stock in the last few months, worried about defense spend. But anybody who remembers him from American Tower, he's just a winner. I Jim Techlet, Jim Techlet, yeah. he's terrific, and he knows how to. He took a company that's very good, he made it great. A lot, of, boy, they have a lot of stuff you don't even know about the door.
0: At Lockheed, a lot yeah. of yeah. Well, Northrop too. I mean, so much of defense now is really about AI. To get it back is. to it, it's about artificial intelligence. Well, that's why we didn't competing want the Chinese. With the Chinese that they, we didn't want the Chinese to the H one hundred, who are perhaps are equal when it comes to that, but obviously need and rely on those same advanced right. chips that we don't want them to have any longer. I know. Um, How about although uh, they, you know, in a number of years could be designing their own chips and then just send them TSMC the same way Nvidia does. Well, yeah.
2: That's what your worry is. I mean, I think that the biggest worry about Taiwan 7, you know, we get existential here is is that, well, if somehow the Chinese get it, that's how everything's made. Yeah. That's
0: where everything's made.
1: As we're talking, uh, China's commerce ministry says they have banned executives from Raytheon and Lockheed from entering, working, staying, and residing in China since wow. February. We know they've already but sanctioned. Rate,
2: but Raytheon, I mean, you're talking about major aerospace. Raytheon is, 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 is Pratt and Whitney. Yes, but that, we are
1: we
0: are in a defense race with the Chinese, right? But we know that, and these are our main defense right, contracts. I'm just saying that if you have a lot of airplanes and you need Pratt and Whitney to,
2: to uh, you're uh, talking about the commercial business. Yeah, I want to of know. Course. They're not banning those people. They'd be out of their minds.
0: I don't know, Jim. That's a good point,
2: right? I mean, you, the service business, well, the, that business is you give them the engine basically, and then you serve it a long-term contract. They can't. You can't afford to have safety. People from from
0: right Brad Whitney, not given how cold. many uh, airplanes they have that have those engines, do some work. On that.
1: Although um, um, Greg. Katie Huberty this morning looking at Asia economic growth compared to develop other developed markets by Q four will be the biggest delta since 2017.
2: And that's why you got to buy Starbucks. You see the piece that recommendation yeah. Starbucks today, which is that they're looking at train traffic and they're seeing mobility. And you know what
0: happens, David, when you're waiting for the subway. You know what you do? Yep, you buy a cup of Java.
1: There it is, Evercore uh, goes the tactical outperforming. I think it's a very complicated drink. be higher.
0: Yeah. um, Well, Chinese GDP obviously did come in above. 4.5. 4.5. But more Uh, consumer than than industrial. And so there is, you know, the question becomes, will it really be uh, uh, an engine for world economic growth if it's the consumer in China as opposed to, obviously, what has more typically been the case for the Chinese economy? I know where you're going. Where am I going? Are they now late-stage capitalists like us? I don't know if I was going there, but it's an interesting <laughs> question you raised, We'll I
2: ask you during the commercial chat.
0: Well, oh, well, no, chat's two years behind. No, they, these are late-stage
2: capitalists. And where is their—it's Hermès, it's Richemont, I mean, it's Louis, Louis Vuitton.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's what's Bernard Arnault is the beneficiary of the, old China of the that we like
2: With a five-year plan where we polluted the world and produced a lot of bad steel.
0: Well, they are still still putting up a lot of coal plants, as you know. So yeah, perfect. They're, they're still doing that. Yeah. A lot. And biggest polluter. But you know what? That's okay, because they sell a lot of Prel.
1: Or how about Lulu? We had Calvin on the other day. Oh, my God. And okay. now this mirror stuff. Okay. Mirror,
2: mirror, <laughs> mirror off the wall. I mean, you know, honestly, the stock went up when they announced the mirror acquisition, and now the stock goes up when they announced it. They, they might want to, well, they haven't announced it. But Lulu Calvin did say that there were issues. He did not say that it was doing perfectly. But I think Lulu is such a great stock here. Uh, Should we explain what we're talking about, though, Carl? We um,
1: did. Well, during the quarter, they they had some metrics that looked at additional merch that they sold because you 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 have a mirror client. Yes. Right? He 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 said it was a accretive, in a sense.
2: Right. Well, because what happens is they have they have subscriptions. Right. But I know that that when you look at Peloton. Peloton's doing better than Lulu at that hardware and then subscription model. I think Peloton's interesting. Barry McCarthy was one of the first to tell me that mirror was not selling well. Uh, I think that the mirror, people like to have it on their, they want it on their little device. The mirror's really big, can't take it with you. I've never used it, I've seen it. Oh, my daughter's on it every day. And it is, she loves the mirror. So uh, she's not your test group. Say, no. but, but she likes the subscriptions, and that's exactly what Calvin said. This, and it did promote subscriptions, but now they don't really, the hardware is too expensive, too unwieldy. Really. But, wow, they've got a great business of just not having to go to the best gyms in the world because when you go to those gyms, you know everybody's so, it's a very intimidating thing to go to some of the gyms that, that they have is in their subscription, like Dog Pound.
0: It's intimidating just because people are all in very good Physical condition. Okay, so I mean? went. Okay, so I went to a, a gym, once, for a while,
2: and the previous, the patient right before me was Charlotte, it was Scarlett Johansson, and right <laughs> after me, was Calvin Klein, and I'm like, I can't go to this place anymore. I'm like, I, I can't. I, I'm not good looking enough to go to this gym. Well, that's what those. If you ask Calvin, he would say, listen, these are all the gyms that a lot of people feel, they want to get the training. But, but Scarlett, I mean, I'm not competing with Scarlett Johansson or any, in any way, in, shape, in or form. In no right. way. But at what all. I did was like, I can't believe, like, I'm, I'm right after her. I mean, I know, I can't. I'm like, I'm like lying down on the table. She was like lying down on
0: That's exciting. Um,
2: right at the same table. Yeah, no, you I make sure to go to my gym.
0: I try to make sure nobody in there is below the age of 70. That's what Makes you want. Makes me feel much That's better. That's what you want. Yeah.
2: Yes. You want, it's kind of a,
0: yeah, kind of a later stage. Yeah, late stage. Late, late stage, stage. Late stage person. When I get in the pool, I feel like, my God, I'm spitz. But
1: Mirror Phelps. Miro, I'm dating myself.
2: To, I spitz. just want to say how strong the fans are. Lulu, Lulu was a major, made a major mistake with Mirror, and it has and it's still, it's not skipping a beat because Lulu is a very powerful, strong company.
0: Um, guys, getting back to uh China and uh, Tesla and Musk, uh, Tesla sure's not down that much. You know, there was a fairly negative story in the journal about market share in China and the Pressure they're under BYD, that big Chinese automaker, and the fact that the domestic brands, particularly in the EV, are so much are becoming stronger, and that they're not Carl presenting at this auto show, where they did a couple of years ago. Uh,
1: meanwhile, Jonas is out today looking at the number of EVs that will be eligible for the tax credit yeah. as of today. I think it's ten. Yep. Um, yep. And you can sort of understand why they've been cutting price. Right.
2: Americans doing well. I mean, as is we're Union country. You know, the president's never the president said, I am a unionist. Well, it's good for Ford. That helps Ford. Yeah. Well.
0: Um, Phil LeBeau did that yesterday for us yeah, about, that's great. yeah, there about 10. Quite a few will not be eligible for it at all. Some will be eligible for half of the, of I think it's,
2: it's $7,200. But it's something worth monitoring because Ford is the one that has the biggest delta, I think. What do you mean by that? Well, no, I'm saying that Ford is the one that this is their year, and if this is just gravy. But this is the year. They're, they're, they're looking for a run rate. They just wanted to say, point blank, we are number two to Tesla right. on a run rate of 600000 coming out this year. And right. anything that, that, that helps them is
0: going to make it so that they are to realize the dream, because right now the stock is off. Um, guys, coming off the call, the, the Bank of America call, obviously we talked about Bank of America. We talked about Goldman at the top of the show, but we're getting a Moynihan. And always an important comment from him in terms of what they're seeing in the economy, given card spending, given so many other metrics that they can look at in real-time data. Uh, First part of the quarter, first quarter being a little bit softer. Um, So far in April, still early, probably a little lower than it was in the month of March. March was up big. March was out. uh, March was nine. In the first part of April here, I'm just going through sort of this very long answer where those are basically the headlines of Moynihan. That's why it's
2: clear that the Fed paused, because we had March was a little strong. Go back down to
0: April. Let's just let it be like this. You don't need to whisper to me. You can tell everybody.
1: This is a good level.
0: This is a good level. level. You're happy with this level. level. You want a little softer because you think the Fed will back off. Uh,
1: Meantime, uh, Solomon's on the call saying the worst of banking volatility is behind us. Yes. Um, There is a higher risk of credit contraction. Um, and we continue to be cautious of the economic outlook. Interesting, uh Hotzi has had a note, their chief economist, looking at the debt ceiling today, Jim, oh. where you look at tax receipts, if they remain as weak as they've been, you might uh, end up hitting the ceiling in the first part of June, oh, which no. would raise the prospect of can you get a
2: short-term extension? Done? Oh, my God, that's going to kill the rally. Wow. you got to,
0: well, it'll bring, it, it'll, yeah, it'll bring it into focus sooner okay. perhaps than had been anticipated. And again, on Goldman, just in the first quarter of 2022, yep.
2: their FIC revenues were 79% larger than Bank of America. Okay. Now they reverted to 15%, which is more normal for the last few years. So I'm saying that 2022 was, was a bad compare. So I remember at that point. Uh, Bank of America was really great. Look, the market's suddenly taken an ugly turn here. Uh, Has but it? That, no, I'm saying the financials are old. Oh, the financials, yeah. But I, I just think the financials are really, I, I, they're all better than I thought. Goldman,
1: except for gold. Let's wrap up some media, guys. Uh, Netflix tonight. uh, Deutsche goes 135 Disney. Uh, This incredible note out of Atlantic about our parent rolling in a WBD acquisition and spin. That's
0: (laughs) David's world. I was going to take the Disney that was... Listen, I mean, we've had a number of upgrades lately of our parent company. Thank you so much. We'll take it. Uh, It's the only stock we can own, of course. I'd like to point that out. But... um, We'll see. You know, I continue to, there's, on the other side, video subs are not profitable particularly, but at the same time, it's not great when you have a bunch of cable networks to watch the universe of subscribers decline dramatically. I continue to hear that the pace of cord cutting has picked up in the last, in this quarter. Uh, We'll see when we get the numbers. But yeah, Carl, I mean, they're taught, listen, it's way early to, Talk about a potential acquisition of Warner Brothers Discovery, but it is something obviously that many people believe Brian Roberts, who runs Comcast, would be interested in. It would require a lot of maneuvering, including clearly bringing together. Uh, Yes, and then there is very much a question on the antitrust front or the FCC front whether or not it would actually even be possible. Uh, to happen, They do talk about the sum of the parts at 44, and then they say if there were an acquisition of WBD, you add eight bucks to that. They even seem to be giving some value to Peacock, saying losses are peaking this year, and there's going to be growth in broadband pricing and business services as well. share, account reduction, anyhow, all of which gets to a a, a higher rating from this company, Atlantic
1: Equity. Maybe some uh, improving in the housing sector as well, which we kind of got today. Um, Finally, as for Disney, Jim, uh, the DeSantis uh, comments continue floating. New taxes, new tolls, building prisons nearby, not allowing uh, them to inspect their own rides.
2: uh, It is baffling. And and there are other networks, I think they're doing 100% of their coverage of this. But all I can tell you is is that this Deutsche Bank piece says there's an inflection coming in the third quarter. And for those of us, my chapter just knows it, are saying that Bob Iger, that's the quarter of breakout for margins for both parks and for entertainment. And I think the Deutsche Bank piece is going to be right. This is not the quarter. This will not be a great quarter. But the next quarter is when you expect a big breakout. And I think it's a very smart piece.
1: That's interesting. I mean, Iger, in his Time 100, uh, interview suggested that the Florida issue is not a, what he said, would, is not a go to the mattresses moment for us. Uh, but that hasn't seemed to cool the rhetoric on the other side. No. Somebody well, must want
0: like De- De- DeSantis sees it as an opportunity to sort of continue to
1: build well, his reputation. You tell
0: you is, is that Iger
2: has tremendous command of, of, of how to talk about things. And every time he says that DeSantis is a bad businessman, that resonates with people. We want business people to be politics and we want governors to have business sense and Iger saying this guy's a terrible businessman these things are the type of things if you're a business person you would say he's terrible Iger said a, he a, was a terrible businessman well I mean I'm gonna put a prison next to you is that good for this is that good for the state no it's it's yeah, the biggest I mean, employer
0: it's, yeah do, it, why don't it, I just Disney. wipe
2: out the biggest employer by putting a prison next to the magic king king Probably not going to happen. But no, yes. but I'm saying
1: that's, that's pay for business. Take a look at bonds this morning as uh, the Dow has gone red here. Uh, Ten-year yield actually lower now, back to 3.57. Not the busiest morning on the eco front, but we will hear from Bowman at 1 o'clock uh, this afternoon. Uh, meantime, don't miss Atlanta Fed President Bostic as well, coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be right back. Jim mentioned J.B. Hunt a while ago. These comments yesterday on the double miss saying they got deflationary price pressure and inflationary cost pressure uh, has resulted in some volatility last 24 hours. This morning up 1% uh, as we'll watch the transport. It's not yeah. the last transport we'll get this week. Oh, it's a very exciting moment. Very exciting. <laughs> Meantime, Dow's down 65, holding 41.65. We're back after a break. Time for Jim and stop trading. Yo.
2: Last week, I commented that the refiners were making obscene amount of money, Marathon, Pete, uh, Valero. And this morning, yeah, we got a note from Wells saying, yeah, this is probably about as good as it gets. I like this kind of reporting because what it says is basically when oil went down to 60, the spread was really big for them because you paid the same amount to gas pump. But oils come back up. And I think I love research which just says, hey, you know what? It's a commodity business. Don't get too cocky. Take some profits. People should take. Yeah, interesting.
1: Uh, our Bob has made a run here. I mean, yes. close to the highs of the year, yes. six months. So yeah.
2: This is a nice
1: place to take
2: nice some nice profits in Valera. All Good right. call. Good call. Buddy. How about tonight? Okay, so I have Jin Drosso. She's got her big meeting. Signet, uh, Signet. The turnaround there is extraordinary. And Sean, Sean, but people don't talk enough about gold. We can talk about Bitcoin going over thirty-one thousand, whatever. But gold is so back. It's just so back. It's incredible. we got to talk about it. I'm putting all the good. Anybody, you're American silver, I would have liked to have them on. That's a very good company. But I'm putting every gold company on that I can find because it's back.
1: Maybe bigger than ever. It's back. (laughs) This time it's personal. Jim, we'll see you at 6, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. When we come back, more reaction to the earnings out of V of A and Goldman. Both stocks moving lower as the Dow's down 90. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
4: its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street Disclaimer.